<clears throat> so Pastor Marcelo last week, he preached about waiting in the Lord and, and just being still and know that I'm God. Because there's times that we just go, 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 go. And we forget to just wait. You know, we don't know where we're going. Um, have you ever killed a chicken before? I have plenty. I almost did one this week just for fun. But we were going to eat it, but I didn't get to. Somebody else got the privilege. But back home, we grabbed the chicken head and we twisted it in the air like this until it snaps. And then we just cut a little bit on the skin so it will bleed out. So the chicken, in the meantime, is just like doing the dance, you know. Sorry, kids. Um, but um, it's pretty cruel. But anyways, that's how we kill the chickens. In the meantime, the chicken is just jumping around and hitting things and whatever. You have to do it outside. Otherwise, the blood goes everywhere. I think it'll be easier to just to chop the head off, right? But they find some joy to just twisting that thing around. I mean, it's amazing. I, I seen it, I done it, probably when I was 10 years old. I did a couple of them, um, but yeah, anyways, I don't know. What, what was the point of chicken? So a lot of times we just go around and we just like, we don't know where we're going. And um, this week I had a little adventure. Uh, I went to see my mother in Nicaragua, but um, the plane tickets over there, they're crazy. And they're like overnight flights and you spend like 40 hours in El Salvador before you can fly to Nicaragua. So I decided to fly to the um, neighbor country, Costa Rica. And um, I have a friend, um, he got me some discount tickets, but they're called standby tickets. You get on if there's room on the plane. If there's no room, you don't get on it. Well, thank God I got on both of my flights out of Tyler. Uh, I, I left right after church. And so um, I got to Costa Rica at like one in the morning of the next day, last Monday. And so then I had a friend pick me up on a taxi and drove me to the border about six and a half hours. We got to the border, you know, like at 6.30 in the morning, um, and they weren't open yet, so I'm sitting there. I was actually the first person to get there. And I had a couple people saying, hey, I'll cross you illegally for 20 bucks. <laughs> and I was like, I got papers. <laughs> And so there was this shady guy. He kept looking at my backpack. And I was like, I got nothing, man, because they lost my suitcase on the way there. So I have nothing. Just my backpack with papers. That's it. And so um, I was like, I got nothing, man. Don't, don't try to steal from me. <clears throat> so then another guy came in. So I asked the guard, hey, can I cross the border? He's like, no, not yet. We're not, we're not open yet. But then a bus company came through and like 20 people just went through. And I was like, why did you let them in? Because they came in a bus. And I said, I'm going to go. He's like, okay. So I walked right behind them, got in line to get uh, my stamp to cross the border. Um, so when I got to the other side, uh, the guy at the Nicaraguan border said, do you have your Nicaraguan passport? And I said, no, sir, I don't. He's like, okay, it's going to be $13 to go in. Um, I was like, okay. He's like, but if you just give me 10 I don't give you a receipt. And, uh, you know, we're even. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll give you the 10 uh, But I'll, I'm crossing legally, right? He's like, yeah, 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 I'm immigration. I was like, okay. Got across, got to the rental place. Um, 
they, they had a truck there, and, um, and the guy's like, you have to wait till 9 in the morning. So at this point, you know, I've been flying all night, riding on taxis, and Chrissy advised me that I should not fall asleep in the taxi just in case we died on the way. And so I saw all that happen. So I stay awake the whole time, no coffee. So I got the jiggeries, and I'm, like, really excited at this moment. And so I wanted to get some coffee. Um, when I got to the rental car, they weren't open till 9, so I went and got some coffee. When I was there, um, you know, there's people offering all kinds of stuff. Do you want an iguana? Do you want, like, an exotic pet to take home? And I said, no, thank you. Um, it's only $5. No, thank you. So I waited at the rental place, used the restroom finally. I was so dehydrated. I haven't drank water for, like, two days. And so I tried to find some bottled waters. Um, when I got, finally got in the truck, my brother called me. He's like, I'm on my way from Costa Rica to Nicaragua. Can you wait for me? And I said, man, I'm like falling asleep. He's like, I'll drive for you. Just, you know, just wait for me. So I waited for him till 12 or 1130 rather. And um, I, I texted him and I said, man, I can't wait for you. I'm just going to go home and then my brother can come back and pick you up. He's like, okay. So driving to my mom's house. It's about two hours from the border. Um, I was going, just flying through. I wanted to get home. So the police stopped me. And um, apparently they have speed raiders now. Never seen those in my country ever again. But they have those things now. You know, technology is an amazing thing. So the guy's like, in the middle of the road, there's like two policemen. And this car flying through. And they're just like pointing, like pull over. There's no lights, nothing. They're on food. They just got R-15s and AK-47s just in case somebody wants to run away. So I pull over, and he's like, sir, you're going uh, 30 kilometers over the speed limit. I was like, what? what? He's like, yeah, it's 80 kilometers per hour. I was like, I didn't see any signs, man. Well, there's no signs. Everybody knows that it's 80 kilometers per hour. I was like, okay, uh, so what's going on? Well, I'm going to give you a 2500 pesos fine and I have to take your driver license I was like okay here's my license Um, I got some money here I can pay for the fine and then he's like well there's other solution here I was like please enlighten me (laughs) because I don't see another solution he said "Uh, well you know just I want you to suggest it I was like sir I don't know the law I haven't been here in a long time things have changed since I've been here so he said, um, well, uh, what do you think we should do? I was like, you just said, I got a fine and you get my license, but I'm going to keep your license for three months. I was like, okay, I don't need my license. My brother's going to drive for me. You can have my license. He's like, we have to find another solution. I was like, okay, you work on that and then let me know. He's like, well, we've been here for like a long time. We're tired just thirsty and you know hungry I was like I'm sorry about that man I got no food here no water I'm dehydrated and so I can't help you with that and so he's like you know what just have your license (laughs) I knew the whole time where he was getting to but I just don't support crooked policemen in Nicaragua got home Almost gave my mom a heart attack because she didn't know I was coming. So I just showed up on her door, and she started crying. My sister was like, can I hug you? Can I touch you? Is this real? Um, 
it's been four years since I've been in my country, so it was it was a big surprise for her. So we visited, of course, I ate a lot of rice and beans. That was my fast for this week. I didn't have anything else but rice and beans. Um, and so uh, my mom was really blessed to see her. She looks old, y'all. She looks really old. She has aged a lot. She works so much. She's been sick. and uh, But it was a blessing for her to, to have two of her boys with her because my older brother also came while I was there. Um, and so there's a few things that I actually, I'm telling you that story because there's certain things, principles that I want to share with you about my time there. So I got settled. Um, you know, this is the cooler season in Nicaragua. It's windy and it's about, you know, 80 to 95 degrees. Uh, but it's really windy. It's not too bad. But it was really bad for me because there's no air conditioning. So I couldn't sleep at night. And so, uh, but it was just great to be able to see my family. That night, I did have a suitcase. I had brought some presents for them. And so it, they were all gone. So I decided to take them to Wally World. Everybody was excited. We do have a Walmart in Nicaragua. If you ever visit there, you can buy stuff. Not like here, but similar. And so we went there, and I took them, and I said, y'all can pick whatever you want. I'm going to buy it for you. And they're like, whatever? I said, yeah. Is there a price range? No. They're like, are you sure? Like, yep. So they went there, y'all. There's my two sisters. They have families. My two brothers, they have families. And then my mom. And so... All they grabbed was just rice, beans, oil, meat. I thought they were going to buy themselves some clothes, some nice things for themselves, like a, you know, a blender, which is a delicacy or what do you call it, a luxury. But they grabbed food. And they all come with bags of food, and they were like, is this okay? I was like, yeah, I told you. Do you need anything for yourself, any personal stuff? No, we just need food. And I was like, whoa. It was shocking. <clears throat> I really thought, you know, they don't get to water Walmart probably ever. And so I thought they were going to grab some shirts, some pants, my brothers. And they just grabbed food. So we loaded up. You know, we got to the register. And my mom's eyes just kept getting bigger every time they ran anything. She was like, are you sure, son? I was like, yes, mom. <clears throat> Chrissy told me it was okay. <clears throat> And so uh, they just start ringing stuff. <clears throat> we pay for it. Um, I bought my mom a mattress because her had a hole on it. Um, so we, we loaded on the truck and we headed back to the Diamba. Uh, and so when we got there, they were all like, thank you so much. So thankful. And then, uh, but on the way home, they were hungry. And I had a bright idea. They have a McDonald's there. And so we're like, we have to go to McDonald's. Come on. And so they all ordered like chicken nuggets, they call it. Uh, and so they ordered chicken nuggets, and uh, they didn't like the burgers. And so uh, they all got something to eat. Fifteen people, it was about 60 bucks for everybody to eat. Uh, and they're all excited about McDonald's. And so they're like, are you going to get anything? I was like, no. 
come here to eat McDonald's, like to go get some gallo pinto, some rice and beans. So we stopped at a different place and got some rice and beans for me. Um, it was it was such a trip. So we have a, a, a truck, and there is about 15 people on that truck. It was like all crammed out together, but they were so excited. They, everybody wanted to ride in the back. They didn't want to ride on the front because it's not that fun in the front. So there was like you know, 10 people in the back and five in the front. I was like, what's going on here? So we drove back to the Diamba where my mom lives. We spent the night. And then the next day, um, we bought some materials to do a couple of projects at my mom's house. She had a faucet that has not been working for a year, like her kitchen sink faucet. So I'm looking at this thing and it's staring at me. And I was like, why don't y'all use this faucet? They go with a bucket to the tank to get water for the sink. And I was like, why don't you just fix it? They're like, I don't know. <laughs> we haven't had money to buy one. I was like, why didn't you ask me? You know? So I went to the store, got one for 20 bucks, replaced the faucet. My mom was like, oh my gosh, my faucet, so shiny. And then, I, you know, it just hit me at that moment. You know, I'm building houses for people that are almost a million dollars. And here's my mom. She has a $20 faucet that is not working. I didn't know anything about it, so don't hate on me. But just, just the principle of the different worlds that we live in and just the type of appreciation for different things that we have and, and they don't have. And so uh, as I'm just, you know, it kind of put my feet on the ground. I tell Chrissy every time I go home, it's like, it brings me back to, you know, what's important, you know, what is God doing, where I came from, what God has done in my heart, in my life, the blessings that I have, and I come with a different appreciation for things. But that's not all of it. But I was thinking about journeys and in places that God has taken us. There's people in the Bible like Abraham that God called him and said, hey, yo, leave your family, leave everything you have. And I'm going to bless you, leave this land. Lot had the same promise. And, and I will bless you, and you will bless all the nations of the world. And so they, they have to move from a place to go to another. And so I, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about trusting God. You know, every time we decide to make a change, to take a journey in our lives, there's a lot of planning involved. I've been thinking about this trip for a long time, all the options. Because of all the COVID situation, it, it's just, it's a mess. Like, it's, it's hard to travel internationally. My flights on the way back got canceled four times. I got flights to New York that got canceled. I had a flight uh, to Dallas, got canceled. To Houston, it got canceled. I, I even almost went to Mexico. I considered going to Colombia because it was only $50 to fly to Colombia from Costa Rica and then take a plane from there to Dallas. So it was like 9 o'clock, and at this point, I was so desperate that I was going to take any plane out of Costa Rica that will make a connection to Dallas. So I was stuck. For a moment, Christy thought that I was never coming back because everything is just like it wasn't working. My COVID test was about to expire, so I had to do it again. And, I mean, those people got gall out of my nose. They dug in there, dog in there. And I was like, what are you looking for? And I just sneeze all over and she's like hold it hold it. I can't hold it you just stuck a thing in my nose so I'm just like 
Um, but anyways, I made it back. And so um, on, on the way there, I was talking to a pilot who's been working for American Airlines for like 20 years. And he was like, you know, they, there were 1,500 flights canceled on Sunday. But he said, last year we had 1,600 flights. And the year before, we had 1,700 flights canceled because it's just the peak season. It's like they're making a big deal that it's all about COVID or whatever. But this is normal. It's what happens every year. Flights get canceled. Weather, pilots want to spend some time at home. People get sick. But, you know, they want to make it look like it's all COVID. I, I thought I'd share that with you. It's nothing to do with anything. But that's what the guy said that's been working in the industry for over 20 years. So Abraham was crazy enough to pack his household without knowing where to go because he trusted God. So we known Abraham to be a guy who trusted God. He was going to sacrifice his son just in obedience to God. And as a consequence of his obedience to God, he was blessed. And we still talk about Father Abraham. And he had many sons. And I'm a one of them. And so are you. So let us praise the Lord. Amen. So we, I mean, we, we talk about him. We, we admire the faith that Abraham had. And all started with first waiting in the Lord. Paying attention to what he had to say, and then trusting him, and then actually acting upon. So he left. He didn't know where he was going. He said, to the land that I will give you. That is a very broad concert, uh, concept. So I, I decided that I was going to go see my mom. Her health hasn't been doing well. So he, she can die any minute. Okay? So I was like, at least I get to see her if anything happens. So I planned it. I tried to find flights, and everything was crazy, and it was expensive. And I didn't have time to go, but I decided to go. See, this is the thing. There are things in our life that we need to do, and they're just in the planning. And we get stuck in that season, and we want to get out of things. We want to get out of situations. We want to get out of a place, of a relationship, or, 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 or time, a season in our lives. But at times, we just get stuck, and there's nothing changing, but the change starts with us. So nothing was going to happen, so I finally told Chrissy, hey, I'm leaving Sunday after church. And she's like, okay, do you have a flight? No, not yet. I'll find one. So I got my flight on Saturday night before I left Sunday. So I, I, I took off, you know, I packed my suitcase, I was ready, I had my socks, my underwears, my clothes that I was going to wear there. I got some presents for my family. I was packed. I was ready for the journey. Well, I got there. My suitcase didn't get there. And that was so sad because it was like midnight. Nobody was helping. Everybody was tired. A lot of people lost their suitcases. And I was mostly upset for the stuff that I brought to my family. I thought I could replace everything else. So I was like, whatever. You know, there's no need to cried over uh, spill milk is that the same and so i just picked myself up and i i got on the taxi um and left uh the other situation is before i got on this taxi i didn't have a way to get to the border so my planning wasn't that great it was just like a little rough i was like i'll get there and i'll find a way that was my thing so uh my there's a friend that lives there that, you know, he called somebody and they knew somebody. And then I talked to my brother. They knew somebody and they knew somebody. And then they found somebody that had a car that was willing to make some money to take me to the border. 
And this guy, he was a, a, a tourist guy, a tour guide or something like that. He does tours from Mexico to Costa Rica and tells people. He was telling me stories and, and just the history behind every volcano that we saw in Costa Rica. It was a cool, he was just a cool dude. Um, but anyways, we got there. And so my planning was poor, but, you know, we're, we're, we're in this journey. We got to make it happen. We got to get to our destination. So a lot of times we're left on the planning and we plan for years, and we desire for years, and we wish that things will happen for years. So we may have a plan to have a family. We might have a plan to build a house. We might have a plan to move to France. That's a crazy plan, but it's a plan. We might have a plan to go to Lombie, you know, our border city. We might have a plan to buy a cow. Whatever your plan is, you know, there are plans. There are desires that we develop over time in our lives. If you don't have a plan in your life, somebody else is going to make a plan for you. You understand that? Comes the weekend, you got to plan your weekend. This weekend, I'm asleep. Because if you don't plan it, somebody else is going to call you or text you, hey, what you doing? I got no plans. I, I got a plan for you. The devil has a plan for you. God has a plan for you. So you got to stay working on a plan. So once you get that plan, you put it together, you pray about it, you ask Jesus, and then you execute it. You start working on it, on the things that you can control. In the meantime, y'all, I'm crazy. There are things that I do that I don't necessarily know why I do them. But one thing I tell you, I trust God. And I, don't, I know that no matter in what situations I ever find myself in, God is with me. My wife tells me all the time that my guardian angel must be exhausted because I get into all kinds of trouble all the time. But that makes my life exciting, though. I like challenges. I like growing. Because if you're just there, all tranquil and all like chill and nothing ever happens in your life, you just get comfortable. You get spiritually fat. Okay, you get obese and you don't move and you're stuck stagnant. Remember the, the, the Agni thought about the water on a tank and it just sits there. It never flows. What will happen to that? It gets stagnant. Mosquitoes start growing and then you're just spreading malaria all over the world. And that's how pastor got sick. Because there's stagnant water somewhere in Africa and there were mosquitoes growing in there and it bit him and he got him sick. So we cannot be a source of sickness when God is our healer and he called us to use that power to be healers too. Amen? In the meantime, we just sit around in our plan or no plan at all and we're just winging it. And I tell you what, it just works for so long. Because I don't it. I tell my wife, it's going to work out. At the end, it's going to work out. I told her, see, I made it. <laughs> Because she's like, what are you going to do? What flight? I don't know. They're canceling everything. I was, you know, fighting with American Airlines. They sent me with another airline. You know, I was going to go with Take a Chance Airline, Taka. But um, thank God that didn't work out. Uh, so you're stuck in the planning or no plan at all. You don't move and you're just, you know, chilling. The things might happen or might not. Lo que será, será. What will be, will be. 
and we just sit there. And a lot of us, we're doers, and we're doing right. We're busy. We're just like going, yeah, God, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this. But it has nothing to do with the plan. So it's counterproductive. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, knocking at it in my mind. I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this and that. And then, da, da, da. So I went to spend time. I went home to spend time with my mom. But when I was there, I saw so much need that I wanted to remodel her house. And then I was like, wait, no, that's not why I came here. So I just hired some people, started doing work in my mom's house while we spent time together. See, you got to play smart. And so we redid her ceiling. She was so happy. We put some can lights. She didn't know what that was. They call it bull eyes. I was like, no, that's a can light. They're like, that's a bull's eye. So no, it's square because it didn't have rounds. And so she was excited for LED lights. And her living room was bright. And it had a ceiling. It was exposed in that actually our church have given an offering for many years ago. That thing is still in good shape. They paint it every year with old base paint. So it stays really nice. And so, um, but it was just exposed thin. You know, here it's cool. It's rustic. But over there, it just looks crappy. I was like, let's put a ceiling on it. And um, so anyways, so I was there and I was doing things that were not according to the plan. So it was counterproductive. It was counteracting. I went there to spend time with them. So I just sat with my mom and she was just talking about the goodness of God. And, and just, you know, she was so thankful for our kids, all her grandkids, and just telling stories about our lives growing up. So I'm executing this plan to get there. But there is so many variations. There is so many issues that arose on my way there that for a normal person, they would have just turned around. And I'm telling you, I'm not normal at all. I mean, you tell me that it's not possible, I go for it. Because the guy told me, you can't cross the border. I was like, yeah, I can. Watch me. Then they say, there's no way that you're going to get over there. Watch me. Oh, we don't have a truck. What we have is a little car. No, give me a truck. They got me a truck. I got that American attitude. <laughs> you make it happen for me. <laughs> I was terrible. Um, I was nice to people, though. Um, and so I find myself just driving on the streets of Nicaragua. And then, you know, the police came, and they wanted to get some money out of me. They got nothing. Um, but in your journey, when you're walking to make the plans happen, you know, there's people that is coming to your life, and they want to slow you down. You know, sometimes even our spouses, they slow us down. Not intentionally, but just out of the heat of the moment and out of frictions. And relationships are like that, you know. I, I remember in a youth camp, um, Sister Rachel used to say that friends are like elevators. Sometimes they pull us down. Sometimes they lift us up. It's the same thing in any relationship. In marriage, sometimes you you just like, come on, baby, you can do it. And sometimes it's like, you know, it, it works all kinds of ways. And that's just part of the walk. It's part of the journey. So we have to appreciate every stage. And so when we see troubles like this, y'all, you can no doubt that God is in control. 
You got to keep that in your heart. You got to put it deep in there and in your mind. Every step that you take, you got to know that God is in control. And when everything is closed, when every door is closing, you still need to know that God is in control. Because I'm telling you, I was so scared that I was going to get like a false negative or positive COVID test. I was like, big one. I saw a lady at the airport. That she showed up to the airport. She said, I'm positive for COVID. And they were like, what are you doing here? They called the Red Cross, and there was like the National Guard coming to get her, and they put her on a suit, and they like sprayed her with Lysol, whatever they had. And they took that lady out. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And she already had a mask on and everything, and so I guess they know that a mask don't work. So um, it, it works. You know, uh, I'm so happy for masks sometimes, because when you have traveled that long and you haven't brushed your teeth, you know, your breath is terrible. So the mask really helped to contain that for other people's sake. Um, but anyways, it was like a scene, and I, I almost took a video, but I found it very inappropriate, so I, I didn't do that. But they took that lady, and a friend was with her, and they're like, you have to stay here for 14 days. And she was like, no, but the CDC, the CDC is here. It's like, this is no CDC territory. You're staying here 14 days, and you go with the Red Cross. And I, at that moment, I was like, oh, what if that happened to me? What if my test comes back positive? There's no way. But anyways, all kinds of thoughts. So I'm stuck at the airport. I was trying to find a place to sleep. Well, there is no good place to sleep at the airport. Everything is hard surface. And then, finally got a flight to come back home. I was like, yes. He left at 1.30 in the morning on Thursday. No, Friday. And so, while I was waiting for the plane, I fell asleep. Surprise! I've been away for like 72 hours. And so, I fell asleep. And they're about to close the gate when I woke up. And they're like, final for a flight, 35.94 to Houston. And so I wake up, and I was like, what's going on? Everybody's gone. They're about to close the gate. And I was like, hey, I'm going to Houston. He's like, run. So I got my backpack, ran to the gate. Everybody was sitting down. There wasn't anywhere to put my backpack. Got on the plane to Houston. Fell asleep as soon as I sat on that thing. Um, But it's interesting, though, because even when we're in our journey and we face all these challenges, you know, it's, you have to be careful because when you've been on a long journey, you forget your destination. And you do things that will jeopardize, you know, where you're going. You have to be careful because, yes, the Bible says that his power becomes greater in our weakness. That's a proven fact. I've seen it in my life. i tasted his goodness. I've seen his power working in my life. But sometimes we can relax and forget about the calling and the places that God called us to be at. We forget about our destiny. Because believe it or not, it doesn't matter how crappy your life is right now. You have a destiny. You have a purpose. And sometimes it's not the things that you do, okay? It's the things that God is going to do in your life, through your life. There's so many people in this room that you have accomplished great things. If you start to examine everybody's life right now, I mean, all the moms that are in this place, you brought like a miracle into the world. You created life through Christ and your husband... I mean, that's an amazing thing. You created a human being. And that's just like from conception to life. And then you guys are, have amazing talents. Your, 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 your trade, your, your whatever you do for a living. And you, like there's so many stories that I can see with each and every one of you. And you can tell me the stuff that you have gone through life that we can spend probably 120 days 
just telling stories about our life. So, but that's not it, though. It's not over yet because we're still alive. We're still in this journey. We're still going somewhere. We still have a destiny. We still have a purpose that God has placed specifically for you. And that can be accomplished for little Johnny when he's 12 years old. And he can start pursuing that. Or that can be accomplished through any 50 years old in here. I'm not going to say your name. Or 60 or 70 or 80. You're still in that journey because you're still on this earth. And so... Until I set foot in my house, I was still in a journey. And there were so many things going on. It looked like literally like the force was working against me. Like I wasn't ever going to make it home. And it's a simple trip. That usually you take a flight out of Dallas three hours to Managua and three hours back. But there's more going on. I have the authorities in Nicaragua asking me, why, what was I doing there? Why have they been gone for so long out of the country? What was my purpose of my visit? Why did I have any political issues with the government nowadays? So there is people that have been sentenced 20 years for terrorism or drug trafficking in my country just because they disagree with the government. So all those thoughts were going through my head while these people are asking me, and I was just answering plainly and honestly, look, I, I didn't say everything I wanted to say, but I just say I just came to see my mom. And so, in the meantime, while we're in this journey, it's not over until it's over, till you meet with Jesus. So you got to get up, you got to wake up. If you don't have a plan, you got to come up with one. If you already have a plan, what have you done to slack on that plan? What isn't happening? Well, I tried everything, but have you? Have you tried trusting God? Have you tried waiting on God and figuring out if that's even his plan for your life? Have you taken a minute to change your mind? Nobody, it's, it's just got to do it this way. You know, I, I never have known how stubborn I was to my, my wife tells me every day that I'm stubborn. And she finally convinced me. You know, it took about 17 years but I, I'm, always, oh, it started with my mom, but I didn't believe her, so I believe my wife. It took her 18 years now since I've known her, and she's always said that, and I thought it was just like a joke, you know, oh, he's stubborn, but I think she's right. <laughs> I really do, I really do. And so, sometimes we have to change our minds. We have to take detours. Sometimes we have to make new plans. Sometimes we just got to trust God that he's got it. We are under his hand. The angel of Jehovah surrounds those who fear him and protects them. We got to trust God, y'all. Because there's gonna, there's things going on in this world that are not normal. You understand that? So we can't be normal again. That's never going to happen. I'm okay with not being normal. If normal is being a passive, sitting around waiting for things to happen, I don't want to be that normal. I want to be the church of God who raised up, who has a plan, and executes and trusts God every step of the way. We waited in the Lord. He gave us the plan. He gave us the calling. 
Now we have to get up and make it happen. At least your part. Because God doesn't expect you to do everything. See, I showed up to the airport. I went to the counter. I talked to the airline. I said, y'all ruined my trip. You got to fix it. And so then they had to do their thing. So they had a deal with the other airline, and they made it happen. But see, I showed up. There's some people that they receive a message that the flight was canceled. They went back to the hotel and spent the night, waited till the next day. I didn't do that because I needed to get home. I had a plan. I had a destiny. I had a destination. So I showed up and I said, y'all got to fix this. I got to get home. This test is about to expire. I'm not letting nobody else dig for gold in my nose. So get me away home. And so they got in there, and they made it happen. I made it home. Everything is well. I slept very good last night. The Alexander wake up, and then we went back to sleep. But we're here in our final destination. It took a lot of effort, a lot of changes, a lot of adjustment. I did what I could. I didn't stress about the things that I couldn't change. I trusted that God was in control. So trust God with all your heart, with all your mind. He's got you. Do what you can. Please, don't be passive anymore. Because the world has seemed passive. The church has been pointed out. What's the church doing? But the church is only going to do what they heard God them to do. But if you're not waiting in the Lord... If you're not trusting God, you're never going to hear what God has for you. You're never going to hear what God's telling you to do. And therefore, we're labeled, we're pointed out that we're passive. We're not doing what God called us to do. Well, you can't do what God called you to do if you don't know the calling. Amen? So let's pay attention. Let's trust in God. Let's get to our destination. And I'm not talking about dead and heaven. I'm talking about right now. What is it that God called us to do, to be while we're here? And it's very simple. It's in the Word of God. Be the salt of the earth. Be the light of the world. Be witness to everybody in this world. And when necessary, preach, said St. Francis of Assis. He said, go and, and, and show love and tell the people about the gospel or whatever. And when necessary, preach or speak. So our actions, our attitudes, the way we live, the way we love, that's how we're going to spread the gospel to this world that is in so much darkness. If you don't believe me, just raise your head and look around. It's everywhere. It's a mess. You know, it's not just flights. It's not just travel. The whole world is a mess. And it's going to take brave people of God to raise up with a plan and trust God every step of the way that he is in control and he's going to use you and me to make a difference. Let's trust God together. Amen. I love you guys and I'm glad I'm back. I wish I brought you some coffee, but I didn't have a suitcase.